Ay, 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 ay. A lot of gingers on the flyers. All right, oh. five. Four. Three. Two. And one. One. Hello, world, in a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. All right, pack it up. That's the it. Season's over. Season's over. Leave That's the bubble. It. That's it. The the twenty fourth seeded team got ousted by the uh, first seeded team in the East. It took them six games to do it. <laughs> and they and, played uh, like shit and got all the lucky bounces tonight. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Yeah, um, yeah, there was yeah. something that the intermission guys mentioned. I don't know any of their names except for Bexka now. Now that everyone's like filleting Bexka for being on the intermission show. Now, granted, super I like interesting him. analysis. God damn it, you too, Veronica. Yeah. Jesus. I do. I'm just, just going to become a fucking analyst on sports. So anyway, um, six out of the 10 goals were deflections off of Habs players. This, this, this series. Uh, that's just how it goes. It's a game of inches. Uh, plenty of promise, of course, as we've seen with the Habs. And we're going to talk about all of that and the game in tonight's episode of the Happy Hour. My name. <laughs> Is David Auger. I am at MetalDave01 on Twitter.com. I'm joined as always by Veronica. Yeah, I'm at yeah. C H I L E underscore Pepper on Twitter. And we're the Happy Hour at Happy yeah. Hour on Twitter.com. Twitter.com. Yeah. Um, so the Flyers take an early 2 nothing lead, and I wanted to throw my pizza through the fucking oh wall. Oh my God. That first goal when it went in, I was just like, Oh, it's going to be one of those games. It's going to be one of those games. As soon as I saw it, it's like, you know, it goes off a Shea stick price. Yeah. Five hole or price was where he needed to be. It hit Shea stick and it goes in. Yeah. And it's like, oh, fuck. Because when that happens, Weber starts questioning his positioning. Price starts questioning his positioning and it all goes to shit. (laughs) And then the half score. Nick Suzuki yes! scored in particular. And then Nick Suzuki scored again. Both of them feeds from Jonathan Drouin. That line, Drouin, oh Armia, and Suzuki, was a masterclass. What yeah. an incredible... None of their goals were fluky. No, not b- both their goals were actually goals that went in the fucking net straight. Yes. Imagine. Yes. Garbage goals still count. What yeah. can you do? So... Yeah, uh, the final score was three to two, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't even remember. Yeah, yeah okay. three two, to two. No empty netters. They can't even no. score an empty net. Nope, no empty netters. Yep. Um, was the third goal on the power play as well? I think it had just expired. Yeah, see, that's actually something that happened twice because just as the power play was expiring for the Flyers, one of them definitely was like that. Uh, the Flyers got the goal like seconds after the power play expired. Expired. So what can you do? Freaking nightmare. Both, and as I was saying, yeah. Oh my god! And the and the Habs won the faceoff dot tonight. What a disaster. Anyways, the Habs end up getting themselves <laughs> power play. Ah uh, uh, shit. Yep, yep, yep. All the goals in the first and second period. No goals in the third. Have scored on the power play, I think, and like I said. did they stay the box in the third, too? And, yeah, um, yeah. After the second period, there were hardly any 
uh, penalties. Uh, there were six penalties in total, uh, four on the Habs, two on the Flyers. And yeah, and like, like one of the penalties was that was that cross check from Weber. It's like, what the hell? That happens like 80 times a game. Just yeah. ridiculous. The fix is in. But, yeah. you know, I have news for Gary Bettman. It sucks for hockey that Montreal isn't advancing and Philadelphia is. It just does. Yeah. Who, who's on Philadelphia aside from Carter Hart? Nobody. Yeah. Well. Bunch of redheaded cowards. Yeah, Giroux, Voracek, Konechny, blah, 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 blah. How many points did those guys have? Yeah, how many points did those guys have? I think uh, zero. Uh, Voracek had an assist. In the whole series? In this game. Okay. Look at their points in the whole series. I mean. They've been invisible. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's been the, yeah. the story of the whole series. Yeah, their top five couldn't do anything. No. Uh, but it's a, it was a low-scoring series. It was a very tight defensive series as well. Yes. All of them decided by one goal whenever the Flyers won. <sighs> I'm so glad. That, that was the thing that I was thinking because I thought if this game ends one nothing. Or two nothing with an empty net. I'm gonna be passed. Yep. At but Kirk they actually Muller. played. It was the first half of the first. Some. Yeah, the first half of the first period, I was getting pretty angsty. But after that, after the first goal, I was like, oh, so they can play. Yeah. Well, color me surprised. And of yeah. course, that first goal came at the midway point of the first period. After that, it was anyone's game. After that, honestly. But yeah. the Habs just couldn't find the net. They couldn't find the net. And it took Philadelphia like 12 minutes in the second period to even get a shot on goal. Shots at, in, at the end of the game were 33 for the Habs and 17 for the Flyers. Yeah. Flyers, again, 21 blocked shots. They know defense so well. And that's – there it is. I mean, that's 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 pretty much it right there. So – at the end of the day, this the Habs go five and five uh, in the playoff series, a perfect fifty, just like they were at the end of the regular season. <laughs> <laughs> but this Habs team, fifty percent, looked a lot better than the Habs team, fifty percent at the end of the regular season, because now we have the real deal: Suzuki and Kotka Niemi. Oh Holy yeah, crap. A complete revelation, a surprise, honestly. We knew Suzuki was good. We didn't know he was this good. We knew Kotka Niemi was having trouble, has a spleen injury. People were saying he wasn't even going to play in the playoffs. Well, fuck that. Holy shit. He did so well. And without fear. Fearless. And without fear. Yeah. And I did start my timer. Oh, shit. Well, I can see. One second. That's okay. I I can do math. Yeah, we've done about seven minutes. Really? That's how long yeah. we were talking before? Okay. 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 Um, so. Buttons. Encouraging things. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Oh, yeah. Suzuki. I'm not even mad. I'm not mad either. I'm not at all mad. I'm just like, oh, shit. It would have been if great to have was, one more game. If there was a shorthanded goal, I would have been mad. But there wasn't. And they played well. <laughs> So I'm not that mad. No, they outplayed them. 
They outplayed them mm. in the third. And it was just it was sort of like frustrating every time they'd get, like gain the zone and get set up. There'd be a big shot from the blue line into the stands. You know? So Well That does different things because they were do they were hammering the Flyers in the last yes. five minutes. Shot, yeah. shot, shot, yeah. shot, get a face off, shot. And honestly, the, the game was settled in the final ten seconds. And it was a draw between Deneau and Nate Thompson. The face-off is neutralized, and um, meaning that none of them got it. But then Nate Thompson eventually scoops the puck up, and then he just essentially traps it into the boards, and that was it. Like, Nate Thompson essentially won that game. Yeah. Without a doubt. Uh, on the handshake line, uh, Carey Price and Nate Thompson embrace. Nate, uh, and then Carey Price congratulates uh, Carter Hart. Good yes, job, kid. I saw that. And uh, it was actually a very nice face-off line. People were expecting blows. People were expecting people to pat uh, Suzuki's helmet. Grant on the Flyers actually did pat Suzuki's helmet before the face-off, uh, before the handshake line. And I think uh, Weber murdered his family. <laughs> I could be wrong, though. I might be over-exaggerating. <laughs> but um, we're not even talking about one of the biggest uh, scandals, I guess, of this uh, series was, uh, well, Brennan Gallagher ended up getting a broken jaw from that hit. Yeah. So they lost Brennan Gallagher. They yeah, were, with, they no were minus Gallagher. their head coach. Yep, yep, yep. They were minus the big heart of the team. And if Gallagher was in this game... Man, man, because one of those goals went off fucking Lekkonen, not blaming Lekkonen, but fucking Lekkonen. It went off him. <laughs> Who knows what the deployment would have been? Yeah. all in the air. Yeah. Regardless, um, uh, Bergevin spoke with the press today to talk about, number one, Alain Vigneault, how disappointed he was in Vigneault's comments uh, about Gallagher, saying that he didn't think Gallagher was all that hurt because he was, uh, you know, talking his head off for the last five minutes of that game where his jaw was broken. I don't even understand and, what he's trying to accomplish. Well, he's getting under people's skin. He but also, it didn't work. Like yeah, players? I mean, yeah, exactly. Players don't give a fuck about Vigno. Yeah. Yeah, it's just such a, it's such a weird thing. I think it's all, it might be a play on the media too, because you saw that tweet. I shared, right? And it, Which one? And Vigneault is trying to um, pull the pressure away from the players and put it on himself so the media makes a circus around him instead of the players and how they're actually playing. Yeah, and his embarrassing decision in the last game that he lost. Five yeah, to three. Uh, keeping, oh, uh, Cart, Carter, you're, you're coming out. Oh, I looked into his eyes and decided to put him back in. Yeah, he's just kind of controlling the narrative and trying to distract from the shit game that he coached in the previous As opposed to Kirk Muller, whom I wish I could listen to his post-game stuff, but um, Muller is great at those conferences. Oh, my Lord. He's so yeah, he straightforward. Straight shooter. No bullshit. Yeah. No? He's not, um, he's not being like a smarmy shit here yeah, like exactly. being you. Exactly. Yeah. I would. Which made me wonder, like, man, I wish Tarion were doing these conferences because I would <laughs> die to hear what Tarion had to say. <sighs> um, yeah, they don't. So, assistant coaches don't do that. No, no, they don't. 
So, yeah. but more on Brennan Gallagher. Uh, what ended up happening is that Niskanen then was was suspended for this game, so the Flyers didn't have Niskanen. No. Nope. Uh, but, but Brennan Gallagher has to eat his meals through a straw for the next few weeks. Well, and that's what that's, mentioned. my point about that was like what Alain Vigneault is trying to do. He's trying to troll a player whose injury requires surgery and he's going to be out indefinitely. Like, what are you doing? You know, like that's like, why, why are you taking that kind of low road? Right. You're a coach. You're in a position yeah. of leadership and you're supposed to be in a position of respect and mm-hmm. I understand gamesmanship, but like Weber's room doesn't give a fuck about Alain Vignon. All nope. he's trying to do is just make himself a story in the press and with the fans. And he was successful because it's it's he's just so kind of low. Yeah, that was beyond callous. Yeah. I wasn't a fan of that. No, and then he did it he did it again today. So yep, it's just like down. Ugh. it was sort of like <laughs> Somebody else who likes to dominate media narratives. It was kind of Somebody, gross. Just, uh, you know, uh, those kind of people that can't admit that they were wrong type mm-hmm. of people. Those they kind of are, people. in they, general, they are the lowest scum of the earth. Yeah. They double down on terrible opinions. Yep. Just yeah. to be right. Because being right if you didn't know, is all that matters. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of that. Somebody in his position wasn't a fan of that. Like, even, like, I can't even imagine it. Kirk Muller being that sort of low. Oh, yeah. No way. About Niskanen. He didn't say anything about it. He just said, you know, it is what it is. And But, I, I and I did like how Mark Bergevin handled the question today. But he, when he said in English that he expected more of, out of Vigneault, I'm like, are you new? Why, why would you expect more out of that guy? Mm-hmm. No. But, it, but I was surprised that he would um, kick a hurt player when he's down. It's kind of gross. Yep, yep, yep. But... And I mean, my thought was when I heard he had broken his jaw, I thought, oh, he's just going to wear a cage. And then I thought, well, no, they're going to headhunt him in game six. Like they, you know, and especially he, he won't, he wouldn't even be able to play the way he plays, the way he likes to play with a broken jaw because he'd just get more hurt, even though he probably would have wanted to play anyway. No, he definitely would have, uh, yeah. Play. No oh, matter for sure. What. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what Bruce Van was saying today. Who was disappointed that he couldn't play? Of course, because he's Brendan Gallagher, or just like any guy on that team would be. But so. There it is. Now uh, we have to revert to um, off-season halves. Off-season uh, halves. I mean, uh, the game is is what it is. Um, they played hard. You know, yeah. the, the Suzuki line was great. Uh, Dano was back on the first line with uh, Lekkonen supplementing. Not all that great, honestly, but maybe I just wasn't watching enough of what they were doing. Um, KK's line was great. KK was great. Yes, he was. You know, holy he was. crap. 
Yeah, and just I, crafty with his stick, and so is Suzuki. Suzuki was very good, and the fourth oh. line was also very good. Evans with, yes. um, I get yeah, Houdon and Belzeal. But again, I'd only ever see Evans and Belzeal with the puck and not Houdon. So it's like, man, what's going on there? He was kind of being like the crasher and banger of that line. But he, he yeah. what did he get? I don't know what he got in ice time, but I didn't see him very often. But Oh, yeah, I can um, check that out, actually. I have it right here. Um, Jesus Christ. Belzeal had three minutes of ice time and Houdon had four. Yeah. Evans had seven. So a point to that though is that they were is that Mueller was double shifting yes. Suzuki's line almost the entire game, which in the end might have bit them in the ass because they were looking tired at the end of the third. But like, I mean, what, what, what can you do? Have? Yeah. What can you do? Yeah. You know, those are the guys that were performing and they were yeah. doing very well. Yeah. And you saw Brian Wilde's uh, tweet about Drouin, his points, I think tied for points in oh, the yeah. last two series. Uh, with overall, overall in the playoffs, I remember uh, tweeting out that stat before this game that, yeah, let me grab that actually. I don't have this, I don't have it combined with today's stuff. But so uh, the top three point producers for the Habs Weber, Suzuki, and Drouin with five points apiece. Unexpected. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> but it's like, and then KK was right after them. I think KK had the most goals, but Suzuki, of course, with two goals tonight, I think ties KK as well. Yeah. So, yeah, and that's, Suzuki that's also, good. And Suzuki also tied with Brendan Gallagher for most goals in, playoff goals in on the Habs in a rookie season. Right? Tied Brandon Gallagher? There was a tweet from NHL Public Relations. Right. I'm going to have to scroll that, way back. They did mention on the intermission. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not it. Sorry. Nick Suzuki is the first Habs rookie to score in consecutive playoff games since yep. Brendan Gallagher in 2013. Really? Yep. I heard it was something else. I wonder what I heard. But yeah, that's cool. Good for them. Yeah. And we're not trading Gallagher. Stupid idea. Oh, God. I can't yeah, believe that was even circulated. Well, I Gallagher thought. hadn't scored, then all of a sudden he scores and he's the patron saint of the team. It's like, man, I, I can't even get into that narrative. No, I don't even no. bother. It's like, no, it's just not. I'm not going to legitimize that narrative. The only. The only way you get rid of Gallagher is if you're getting Sidney Crosby, Danny Mulkin, uh, <laughs> Nathan McKinnon. Yeah, yeah, Nate McKinnon, three first round picks and like yeah. a bag of pucks. You know, yeah. it's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. It'd be a king's ransom. No. Everybody would want Gallagher on their team. Everybody. Oh my lord. Yeah. It's just a ridiculous. It's a it's a ridiculous um, notion. <clears throat> now. Since, uh, yeah, I guess, I mean, I don't know what else to talk about with the game. Uh, they tried their best. That's it. They tried their best. That's it. We were treated to <clears throat> a competition. Yep, we were. The yes. Hats and, the, and that was the other thing that I was happy about was not only did um, Vigneault and the Flyers suck the joy out of that game, 
they uh, not only did they not, but it's also apparent that they were prepared. Oh yeah. By their coaching staff for that eventuality, which that's why I would have been so pissed off because it's already happened twice in this series, like two sort of carbon copy trap, awful, yep. horrible games. So if, ha- if it had happened a third time, I would have been pissed. But instead, I'm not yeah. pissed. No, no. The Habs adapted yeah. and did what they could. And also, I hope that this will kill the sort of the, the, the notion that everybody has about regular season performance dictating what's going to happen in the playoffs. The 24th seeded Habs removed the Pittsburgh Penguins. Say whatever you want. They earned that series win against the Penguins. And they made it to game six against the Philadelphia Flyers, the quote-unquote best team in the East, according to our friend Gord Miller. And And Dennis Bernstein. And Dennis Bernstein. And looked really good. (laughs) They, They were the better team in most of that series. There's no moral victories, obviously, as we can see, because the Habs are leaving the bubble tonight. But it's just don't automatically assume something. The St. Louis Blues are about, they're the Stanley Cup champs. They're about to be removed by the Vancouver Canucks. Who else was it? Uh, Capitals. Right, Capitals got demolished. Oh my God, what a terrible, terrible end to their series. Pittsburgh was supposed to beat Montreal in two games. So it's, it. I mean, obviously having healthy bodies back for the Habs helped to, to have sort of a fully healthy roster but it's also like the heart of this team is what really encouraged is really encouraging for me as well especially for the future um there are questions though about some of the guys on this roster and wondering what what changes um mark bergevin is going to be making in this offseason it's going to be very interesting paling is number one domi is another one um and that's it. Those are the two guys I question because when it comes to people like our top and Tatar a bit as well. Yeah, he scored two goals in that first game or that in our first in the first win, the five nothing mm-hmm. win. But um, and uh, he had some good looks tonight, but he did have some good looks tonight. But overall, it's like. I mean, yeah. if you have Tatar and Gallagher not producing. Gallagher does not produce in a way that makes Tatar's not producing look bad. <laughs> Gallagher will always get a pass with me. Exactly. No, yeah. no, but he's also a harder worker. And Tatar works hard too, but he's just not as good at it as Brandon Gallagher is. If you want a guy to get into the boards and get a puck, you send Gallagher to get it. Well, he's a grinder. Um, exactly, exactly. But Domi, like, we were super hard on Drewen. Two, I was shocked to see that he was tied, you know, for first on the team for points when I actually looked it up and I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I got to stop being shitty yeah. about Drewen, I guess. But he did have a really bad game, that one game. But you know how it goes when the entire team has a bad game and a certain player has a bad game, it extrapolates that bad game for the player even worse. So that's yeah. why that was happening 
on my I'm, end. I'm not saying that th- that you do this, but people enjoy, they just enjoy hating him. That pass oh, yeah. that he made to this, uh, to oh. Suzuki, the, from behind redeemed the nets. That redeemed Well, him. no, <laughs> not with everybody. Not with everybody. But that's so a him. A lot of people, it was just a fluke. It was a mistake. It was one of his usual shitty yeah. drop passes, and Bullshit. it just happened to, you know what I mean? Yeah. That pass now, that was. That pass tonight from Druen. Druen took his time, yep. saw Suzuki, passed it through the crease, through hell's creation of hockey, reached Suzuki, and Suzuki didn't make a mistake. No. If Druen and Suzuki can keep that up in the regular season, fucking watch out. We might finally have, like, a legit punchline for the Habs if that happens. Oh, my Lord. And also watch out... Another, another, we've talked about this before, but I just want to underscore this is also watch out when people, when the GM and the players at the beginning of the season say their goal is to make the playoffs. (laughs) Because we all know what happens once you get there. Look at all of the upsets in the, from the play in round. The goal is to make the playoffs. That's the goal because you can't win the cup without. If if your goal is to win the cup, you're bypassing your first goal, which is to get in. And then anything can happen. But everybody's going to get amnesia and forget all about that when the next season starts. And yeah, pretty much. <sighs> and then we're going to do the whole thing all over again. Every year. Every year. Same thing. Every but yeah, Domi, man. Man. Yeah. I don't know where he is. I don't know what's going on there. I I it was is. like when he's on uh, on the World Juniors or Team Canada or whatever it is. Like everybody was expecting, you know, at, uh, myself included, playoff Domi. Oof, playoff wait. Domi. That's what I was expecting too. And we got playoff Domi. Playoff Who cares? Domi. <laughs> yeah. Like what, what, what the hell happened here? Yeah. He was also good in that five nothing win. He was. He was great. He was productive. But it just doesn't doesn't stick with it though. Not, and, not you know, a single thing that he tried tonight worked. Nothing. Exactly, and that's the thing. He he tried, but some of it did more damage than good. Um, yeah. There was unfortunately there was a point where he did like he had to take a penalty to stop a breakaway. Yeah. But man, that he took the face off, tried to get the puck, lost the puck, he gets bounced out, and then it becomes a, a legit breakaway for the flyers and he had to do fucking everything to to stop it gets elbowed in the face uh, gets the he has to do the penalty to stop the uh the guy from scoring runs into the net looks like he hurt his wrist and just oh my god just gotta play a little smarter and it, it, it worried me when he took off his glove because it's his wrist looked i've i've been the nurse and caregiver for three broken arms. My mom broke her arm. Both of my kids yeah. have broken their arms. And the a broken... Have you ever broken a bow? I've busted my growth plate in my wrist. Oh, so you know that it, it immediately becomes mottled and swollen. Like oh, that's, yeah. You know what I mean? So that's what it looked yeah. like to me quite briefly when he took his glove off. And I was like, oh, shit. We've lost another player. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, he finished the game. So apparently... Yeah. Not broken. So, a lot of questions with Domi. 
especially since uh, crap i just lost my train of thought wait Sorry. nope i think i almost got it i almost got it especially since he is a restricted free agent right now yeah he makes three million a year great during the regular season ish you know mm-hmm. uh we'll have to see about that i'm not sure but Another name we mentioned, and a name that did not play any playoff games, despite injuries, despite wanting mm. to get changes in the lineup, is Ryan Paling. Some really interesting info was found out by me because it was um, <laughs> it was tweeted by so and so. Wait, let me. It was uh, our friend. Nope, uh, not Francois our friend. Gagnon. Nope. Oh no, nope. nope. Matthias Brunet. Yeah, yeah, that's right, Matthias Brunet. Matthias yeah. Brunet. Uh, yeah. For La Presse, I believe. Yeah. Yes. Uh, this is a lot of French, and it's very, very French French, so I'm just going to translate it. Okay. All right. It's not Ryan... like Paul Byron French. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is in regards to Ryan Paling. This yeah. is his tweet from today uh, from Matthias Brunet. If the young man doesn't get the message now, he'll never get it for not playing. You know, mm-hmm. other players were put before him. Yeah. It would have been a good idea for him to train during confinement. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. So he goes on in in the uh, what's the word there? He goes After on the in, pause. In, in the thread. No, no, in the thread here. Oh, somebody, yes. somebody, uh, a random person asks him, "Is this what? a rumor or is it confirmed that he did not train during lockdown?" Then Matthias Brunet says he said it himself. Who? How do you not train during confinement? Now this. Makes me think of another issue I had with Paling back when he got sent down to the AHL. He threw a fit. Yeah. You remember that? And yes, I can't, I that, the thing is, I can't source it, though. But I remember the video, I remember watching it, and I was like, what the hell? He said something like, I'm, He was acting too good to be there. Yeah, like, I'm disappointed to be in the AHL. But not in regards to, like, being disappointed with himself, but disappointed that it, the decision was made to move him. You know, yes. it's like, what the hell do you mean that you got it? You got to work for it in contrast. Well, you know, well, actually, let's keep going on that thread. So yeah. uh, Palin goes down to um, wow, we're almost out of time. Palin oh, goes shit. down to Laval mm-hmm. and disappears practically. I mean, he had like a few good games, but like overall, though, there's a reason why Evans was brought up and not Palin because Evans was starting to really light it up. In the in the AHL, and you saw him in the playoffs. When that fourth line was out there, you will see number seventy-one, and you will remember. Wow, Evans did a good play there. Smart, yeah. tricky little play. Young yeah. guy, small yeah. guy too, as usual with the Habs. But just vast differences between a first-round pick and Evans was like a sixth or seventh-round pick. But Evans also was a captain for Notre Dame while paling. Yeah. I don't think was it uh, was he a captain? I don't, I don't remember. But he played a number of years in St. Cloud, both D1 schools. Yet Evans comes out on top while Paling doesn't. Attitude it's probably an attitude. Attitude, exactly, as you just said. But and so uh, speaking of um, Bouchard and the AHL. Yeah. Today, Bergevin, when he was talking about Suzuki and Kotkaniemi. Oh, I really loved what he had to say about those guys. The highest praise. Oh my High God. praise. And not allowing anybody 
but KK to take credit for his own transformation. And it talked about Suzuki, how he, you know, he was a, he was a game changer. He was a series changer in the, in the Memorial Cup that year in the I OHL. Will... Yeah. Yeah. You will watch. I was going to say, I can quote Bergevin directly yes. Go ahead. in regards to the two players. And I think this would be a good way to conclude things. So whatever your thought is now, say it. I'm, I'm done. I, I have, okay. I am thought free. Okay. So in conclusion, Habs are out. Offseason begins. We look forward to the draft. We're picking 16th. So we got to figure that out. Oh, yeah. Uh, figure out who's going to be picked at some point. We'll have to uh, talk to Grant. We'll have to talk to Grant and some yep. other people. Probably yep. Grant because he loves us. He loves me. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Um, The draft as well is on October 9th. 9th. October 9th. It's a yeah. Friday. Um, and... um. Free so, yeah, agency day is the sixth. Yep, uh, earlier in that week. Yeah. That's so there right. it is. Now. That'll be interesting. Uh, yes, it will. And to cap things off, here we go. Mark Bergevin on KK. From day one, he came in with a different mindset, and I want to be on the record on this. It's not about Mark Bergevin meeting him at the end of the year. Not about Claude Julien. It's not about Yoel Bouchard having his magic wand. It's about KK taking it upon himself. So I give all the credit to him to realize that he had to be better, and he did. And we see a KK that wants to be a Montreal Canadien and wants to have the potential that we saw when we drafted him. And I think he has a bright future ahead of him. And on Suzuki, Mark Bergevin had to say this. I've always said it, and I'll say it again. The players make the decisions for us with their performances. What I love from Nick isn't just how he's playing, but that he's doing it at this moment of the season. We're in the playoffs, in difficult and physical games, and he's elevated his game. He's reminding me of the player who was the OHL's leading playoff scorer, the one who came back from the down 3-1 to London with Guelph. He's a character player, and we we'll see it today. Guelph, thank you. Hats off to Nick Suzuki for becoming the good young player everyone expected. And that was earlier today at Bergevin's uh, presser. Uh, much no updates on Claude. Praise. Yes, much deserved praise. Yeah. But uh, no updates on Claude. But if we hear something, you all of you will hear something. Yeah, because we're not going away. Nope, we're not going away. No. Uh, season three of the Happy Hour continues until the draft. When the draft happens, that's when season this four will This is the longest begin. season we've ever had. It was also our first playoff season. Yes. It ain't that fun. That was fun. Thanks, guys, for, for joining us for the for the post-game episodes. And that was it. That's our post-series. That was our post-mortem. That's it. And now I don't have to worry about doing game recap while I'm away in Washington, <laughs> D.C. next week. Okay, that's it. Okay. Bye. Goodbye.